0: Buzz!
1: Buzz! 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 Welcome back to a special early signing day edition of At the Buzzer. It's a Ralphie Report podcast you know and love. We cover all Colorado athletics, um, big, small, and otherwise. I'm a co host, Jack Barsh. You've heard before. Over there is another co host, Sam how's it going yeah who cares and then we have the final the most important guest uh back again another signing day edition bring him back every time we can it's chase howell uh ladies and gentlemen welcome
0: what's up thanks for having me on i i do think the (coughs) last time i was on was a signing day podcast but it seems like i get on about once a year now
1: yeah and in 2020 was a mirage for everyone who can say uh when that was who was on it was fun um It seems every time we talk to you, you are shooting up your meteoric rise, Uh, and that is true again this time. You are part of one of my favorite parts of uh, sports entertainment. You are now part of the Action Network. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. Yeah, I joined the Action Network about a month ago, around a month ago, Um, and it's been awesome. Just like you, I was like a huge fan Mm -hmm. Uh, pretty much since its launch. I was always tracking my bets. I was always on the app. So pretty cool to be a part of the team and actually pumping out some content for
1: them yeah and and everyone that has already followed Chase Howell which I'm sure is everyone listening to this you can continue to follow him uh, there are some CU tweets interspersed in between some overall um money-making tweets and everyone likes making money so thank you Chase for making that easier
0: yeah CU will never leave me I, I think <laughs> I still tweet more CU than I do even sports betting
1: because that's I will yeah. always be passionate about the boss. Same and nice free bet this year has just been uh CU's opponent plus whatever, and it seems to be working uh-huh. out most of the time. <laughs> but
0: I, I think have two, two wins against the spread this season. Um,
1: I believe oh, Maine, yes. Maine is one, I know
0: that, and, and Tennessee. I think they cover or UCLA, UCLA,
1: UCLA, yes, yeah, yeah. Tennessee was not, I believe.
0: Um, it was one of the big no, games, underdog games, no, so. they got shit house in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Candy Chandler, favorite player.
2: Um, oh, yeah, he's so good.
1: Yeah, so that that's where you can find a lot of Chase's work now. Um, it's always been stellar. It continues to be stellar, and I love um, a little bit of uh, gambling, and he, he's talking more and more about that. So we appreciate it um, even more moving forward. Um, we bring Chase on because he loves talking about recruiting. I love to talk about recruiting. Um, and Sam likes to listen to me talk, so it's a great win-win yeah. for everyone.
0: I don't know and- if that's true. Is that true? <laughs>
2: No, I mostly just zone out while Jack talks yeah. and then I try to figure out what to say. But last time we did early signing day, I was playing Civ while you guys were chatting. I was going to uh, say you were
0: playing a game on your phone. Right? I, <laughs> yes. I'm not,
2: I'm not, I'm not going to do that this time, but with the caveat that to keep me entertained, so I guess we're going to start with some other stuff, mm. uh, which I'm going to start the, the free LaVisca Chenault movement. Because oh my god,
1: get him out of Jacksonville! Oh my god,
0: did you feel not watching that that video of him running a route right into another guy?
1: Oh, I did see that.
0: I felt some pain. I just I
1: just felt bad that he had to go from Darren Shaverini's route trees, which that happened this year, to see you. He had to go from that to the same thing uh, at a presumably more professional level. Poor Lavisca Chenault is is stuck in Jacksonville with a coach that doesn't want to be there, and no one wants him there. We should the have hands- seen
0: that. Like, I, I guess we were all excited for him when he got drafted by the Jaguars, but we should have like realized he is going to the Jaguars. <laughs> like, this could this could turn out to be pretty bad. Well, I
2: thought I thought last year that they like they were like competent. Like DJ Chark was a thousand yard receiver with Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. I thought that they would be something. Well, and then Urban Meyer in. turns out to be yeah, yeah. Well, Urban Meyer turned out to be the worst coach in the NFL. What the last few few years at least. He like there's a report today that he kicked uh, the kicker, Josh Lambeau, during practice and said, make some fucking kicks. you big <laughs> shit, or like that.
1: Um, Past that. What was the whole thing with his assistant coaches? You follow this, Sam? I'm sure. What was the thing he said to his assistant coaches?
2: he was like a chast. of course i'm following it this is the only sports story i'm following <laughs> he, he was chastising his assistant coaches and was like challenging them to defend their resumes because he's a winner and they're not
1: oh my god i love that when the boss hires the guys and you're just like who hired you huh who hired these losers Can <laughs> even
0: check your resumes can you give me your resumes again <laughs>
1: Oh, man, Oof. just never, never forget Washington Huskies hired John yeah. Donovan, who was the running back's coach at Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> he hired them to be their offensive coordinator. Great job, Jimmy. But uh,
2: um, also Urban Meyer, he uh, like after his like the whole scandal with him talking to some woman who was not his wife at a bar. Yes. Uh, when he and not said a team. I think it was. <laughs>
0: it was
1: a little more than talking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, but he broke the news to his players, and as he walked out of the room, they all burst out laughing, and he heard them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. He's gotta, oh, I, oh I mean, boy. is he going to be – he has to resign at the end of this year, right?
2: Uh, he has to. Like, I feel like they're going to f- try to find a way to fire him with cause, because I think he's on like a $50 million contract, something like that.
1: Well, in that case, he has missed every college football boat, any lifeboat he was looking for there. There's no landing spots for him. The classic USC rumor is obviously dead. Notre Dame smartly filled their spot before Urban Meyer could be rumored there. And Ohio State, Ryan yeah. Day just shot down the NFL rumors. So there's nowhere to go.
2: Speaking of terrible coaches no one likes, is Notre Dame likable now that Brian Kelly's gone?
1: Yeah,
0: I, you actually went in a great direction with that question. I thought it was going <laughs> in a bad direction, but Marcus Freeman, awesome. <laughs> like, I'm sure you guys have seen all the videos that they post on Twitter. All yes, the plus, it feels oh, like, I
2: don't follow Notre Dame football on Twitter. I'm sorry.
0: This, well, it seems like that one video of him uh, meeting it was his, everywhere. First time like, was everywhere. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I heard someone <laughs> say it the other day. Notre Dame is cool now, which is weird. I don't think Notre Dame has been cool in a, our entire lifetime.
1: Um, yeah, let's hold our horses. They're still Notre Dame, but uh, I do love, I do love Marcus Freeman. I think he has potential. Uh, and I'm glad, frankly, that everyone realized that they don't want to work for Brian Kelly anymore. And they got to keep pretty much all their staff. Yeah, pretty much
0: the whole staff. They're like two, uh, two assistant coaches, I think, that end up coming with them.
1: Yeah, and past that, LSU just struck out again. They couldn't hire Kentucky's defensive coordinator away from Kentucky. Um, so I don't know where they're going to go. It looks like they're still targeting Cincinnati's offensive coordinator. This is pretty inside baseball. It's just tough. I love the coaching carousel. So I'm, I'm just, I look, I look at all these openings, um, especially because CU still has an offensive coordinator position they need to fill. It's um, Denbrock.
0: Denbrock's at Cincinnati, is that right? Yes,
1: Mike Denbrock is a Cincinnati offensive coordinator. They do not like him there. Um, but that does not will not stop.
0: He was also uh, the worst offensive coordinator in the Kelly era at Notre Dame, for sure, too.
1: So. Oh, that's nice. Why be successful when you can hire your friends? That's what I always say. Um yeah, so my that was my bad transition. I do also want to point out that Darrell, also in the Hunt for Offensive Coordinator, mentioned today to the to Yogi Roth. He, he talked to Yogi Roth at the Pac-12 Network and said that they have three candidates. They are vetting and they want to have a hire by the end of the week, hopefully, uh, beginning of next week. Um, so no one quite knows who the three candidates are. There are some very, very light Twitter whispers about some things, um, but that could be a red herring as always. So I don't know. Do you have any preferences, Chase? Do you have a name that pops out to you as, like, this should be the guy?
0: Well, I think everybody's been talking about Brennan Marion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had, yeah, but um, obviously with Whipple going to Nebraska, it seems like Pitt might just elevate Marion um, there as the coordinator. But um, I actually felt kind of promising today for the first time with in <laughs> regards to the OC. Darrell had some good things to say. He, he said that he wanted, like, a younger Mm-hmm. Um, motivated type of coach that comes from the college level. I think those are all kind of good things that we were hoping with this search. So I don't know. We'll see who the candidates end up being, but I, I actually feel something good about this search for the first time.
1: Yeah. And, and because, like you mentioned, Brennan Marion is the name that has any sort of any, any connection right now. And this has been based off some pretty mutual Twitter follows. So who knows what that means? Um, but he checks all the boxes you just mentioned, college guy, younger um, knows his system, has has called plays before. He's not a super experienced um, play caller, but he has three years of, of play calling experience at a lower level um, and was uh, Pitt's best recruiter on the offensive side of the ball this year. So um, checks a lot of the boxes I like to see, uh, at and least in candidates. Helped,
2: helped Heisman finalist Kenny Pickett
1: mm-hmm. and with we'll
2: all-American Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison, yes, that's right.
1: You. And Jack Bar's favorite finalist, Caleb Newton, helped him also at Howard. Cam Newton's no, I do brothers. That... Yep, Cam oh, Newton's oh
2: no, I do. No, okay. Yeah. never mind. I thought you said nougat. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah. anyways, that's our quick trip around the coaching carousel. Son, um, it's brought on by Urban Meyer, as always. He's just a leader that way. I guess leader of men. Everyone knows him well. Um. Let's quickly shift to Sam's other interest, keeping attention. Topic. What is it?
2: Yeah, well, potentially looking for new basketball coaches uh, would be your favorite Nebraska Cornhuskers. That's great. Right. are in some uh, recruiting trouble, recruiting violation trouble right now, because uh, Fred Hoiberg brought in the best recruiting class in Nebraska history, whatever. and A five-star, their what, first five-star. Yeah, they're what, like four and
1: five on the season? Uh, I was about to say, they're in more than recruiting trouble. I believe they're in the 200s in the net. Uh, rankings yikes! which I mean CU's like 130 so look who's talking oh, but uh they're
2: five and six five and six with four straight losses
1: five and six and, and everyone's favorite everyone in the chat knows Alonzo Verge Arizona State transfer still doing his thing yeah. still taking shots he shouldn't take still making shots he shouldn't make um yeah
2: Nebraska fans are pissed about him I I found like uh read a thing that I sent you Jack that uh their point guard is a shot checker with zero basketball IQ
1: who just torpedoes yes. everything the George stands at the big 10 alonzo Bobby really shaker. really
0: knows how to pick his point guard <laughs>
1: <laughs> talk about a winner yeah um yeah so as as sam mentioned there's there's some ncaa smoke i guess around the nebraska program uh the ad just came out and said like well we don't we just checked in there's no active investigation we think we're fine it's some weird nil stuff i guess um, with their five-star Bryce McGowan's um, Either way, they're not winning There's some pretty lofty expectations for Nebraska this year They thought this was finally the year They would maybe break through the NCAA tournament barrier It looks unfortunately for everyone that that's not the case Too
2: Chase, bad. How, many, how many NCAA tournament wins do Nebraska have? In their history? It's a trick question
1: oh. It's zero, Chase They have zero Zero. I, I, sorry, I cheated. I got excited. Um, but this is just, a, this is just a quick reminder. Fred Horberg, in not, not in my lifetime. For one,
0: <laughs> you never know about back in the day.
1: Sam, do you know Fred Horberg's contract? Do you know what he's making this year?
2: Oh, at least five million. No,
1: he's, he's making three and a half million dollars.
2: Oh, year. sorry, sorry. I was, I was still in the, the, the football, the college, college football coaching carousel has broken my brain. <laughs> With how much money these coaches yes. are getting.
1: He's making he's making a million and about a million and a half with bonuses more than Tad Boyle's making this year. Just saying. Just saying. Pay the man his money. <sighs>
0: Which won't won't happen. Won't happen.
1: There's more money. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So Nebraska's having a terrible start to the year. Sam, anything else you want to add before I talk about some other college basketball teams that have cropped up really quick?
2: Uh no. Chase, do you have anything you would like to add?
0: No, but Nebraska's a terrible team to watch. Not fun. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of Chuckers. There's 200 terrible um, teams I'd rather watch.
2: It was uh, It was nice to see them leave their starters in for a little too long and their crowd to get a little too excited mm. when they were scrimmaging CU. Yep. Uh, that,
0: that
1: was a team, baby.
0: What happened in that game? I didn't watch that game. Did you guys watch it? I did. Make um, everything.
1: They they made a yeah. lot. CU, as you've noticed this year, cannot shoot the basketball, which hurts. Um, that was the first really hostile environment that what nine players on CU's roster had ever played in, right? Um, so there's some of that bit too. But like Sam mentioned, Tab was oh boy, playing fast and loose with a lot of lineups, a lot of things you would never see in in the season. Uh, and and Fred Horberg was playing starters for about 35 minutes of that game. <laughs> um, until Nebraska's favorite – or Sam's favorite player, Wilhelm Breidenbach, entered the, the court for Nebraska, um, all 6'10 of him with goggles and all, uh, and, and splashed three threes in a row, talked shit to CU's bench, and then got a text. So,
2: um, <laughs> I fucking love him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just a fun game. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, – what you've seen a lot of this, it was you're just like, man, if someone could make a shot, that'd be cool, but they are not. <laughs> they did not make a shot. Nebraska did. Um, yeah, I don't know. Zooming out. I have some other teams I'd like to mention real quick. Memphis was in complete disarray, total disarray, couldn't do anything. Uh with losing games, you shouldn't lose. They have two five stars, Jalen Duran and Amani Bates. And Jalen Duran's amazing. Amani Bates is something. Um, and they yeah, just I the number,
2: go ahead. I, I meant to draft when we did our draft of uh college players. Jalen Duran should have been my center. I wasn't like I didn't, yeah, I wasn't considering him. That much. He's awesome. That. He's awesome.
1: He's uh, awesome. They just beat the number six team in the country after losing to some very bad teams. So Alabama lost to Memphis by like 20. Um, so they're just going to be that type of team this year. Crazy. Penny Hardaway is going to keep his job again. Um, and the other thing I want to mention is the uh, the Pat 12 is a three team league this year. Agree or disagree?
2: I agree.
1: Agree. Sam?
2: Three team league? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah my my favorite team. Uh Washington State has dropped some teams games I wish they didn't. Uh and they've looked kind of bad. I don't know. Not as good as I'd like them to. Um and really past that, there's three teams in the top 10, UCLA, Arizona, and USC are all the top 10. And Oregon just dropped off a cliff at the beginning of this year. So it really looks like it's those three that are gonna make the tournament and the rest of them are gonna be fighting for scraps. Um, which is I don't know, it's a weird mid mid tier league right now, the Pac twelve is.
2: Someone 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 else will make the tournament.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. Oregon will probably get it together just in time to ruin some people's Christmases. Um, but
0: probably. I mean they they typically do, but that team is god
1: awful. Like
0: we were talking about not wanting to watch Nebraska. I don't want to watch Oregon either.
1: No, I love them. Before the year started, I loved Will Richardson. I, the idea, at least, of Will Richardson and Quincy uh, – I'm saying – I think it's Quincy Guerrier. I think it's his name. I'm mm-hmm. blanking the first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love their makeup, and it just is not gelling at all. Um, so it's a shame. It's a shame to see that. And uh, I don't know. I, I welcome Oregon head coach Mark Turgeon in the, in the next coming years. Am I right? Oh. Ouch. <laughs> Oregon, hey, the lessons, old Tad friend. Yeah, that's right. Tad Boyle used to work for Mark Turgeon every once in a while. Guys, I am so
2: sorry. I am not doing my job very well. I didn't even realize Oregon had lost to Arizona State and Stanford. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what we're seeing. I am not following, I'm not oh. following anything this year.
0: Except <laughs> <laughs> for Urban Meyer. A- ASU went to overtime and Stanford hit a buzzer beater three to win. So Yes. Oh, you
2: should fun. not lose to either of those teams regardless.
1: Not not Arizona State this year. How are they going to do against Baylor next? On what two days? Don't worry about it. Oh. Um, yeah, not good is the answer. But and that's going to be a uh, talk about teams you don't want to watch. Chase, that's a game I don't want to watch. Just two highlighters playing each other, green and yellow, just
0: constantly messing. Be tough on the eyes. Yeah, and Oregon probably won't score forty-five points in that game. No. Oh. Um.
1: Under- Sam, have have we fulfilled our obligations before we can talk about recruiting?
2: Um. Yeah, I, f- I want to bring up something else procrastinated, but I don't got anything else.
1: Okay, I could talk college basketball with
0: you guys all day. We could go for a couple
2: more hours. Um, do you have a favorite player to watch so far this year?
0: Uh, it, This is, hurts me as a Buff fan, but I love Kirk. That's okay. Kirk okay. A- Wait, what fun. Kirk- and, oh. okay. He can get down the floor. He can shoot it, and I like his headband. He's mm. fun to watch, but I don't like that he's on air zone.
1: No. Well, it's a new area. It's, it's a Tommy Lloyd, Arizona. They're actually like fun to root for now. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? Uh, I, I think it's okay uh, to say. Okay. Sean, I mean, the Arizona rivalry is defined by the two coaches being the same for 10 years, right? I mean, any rivalry with, with the Sean Miller Wildcats, these guys seem to be way more fun, way less uh, antagonistic. Uh, Tubelis will still be annoying, I'm sure, but he's good. And and yeah. Benedict Mathurin is a, a certified Ralphie Report favorite, so... I don't
2: know. I'm gonna I think he's good. I, I I don't want to call him a certified favorite.
0: Oh, okay. Well, he, yeah. he's he's a lot of fun to watch as well though, too. Yeah. Um you know being a lottery pick, I think. Creesa? No. No, no, no. third Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um a guy has popped up on my radar um, is Keegan Daniels at Iowa. He's awesome. I love mm-hmm. Keegan Daniels. Sam, Keegan have, you, Daniels. have you seen this? He's a leading scorer in I the know country. Keegan,
2: uh, Keegan oh, is it Murray? Murphy? It's Keegan Murphy. Don't worry about it. It's Murray. It's Murray. Murray. Don't Murray. worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he
1: he's nasty. He's very good. He's sweet. And yeah, I only like him because he, he, he doesn't just, shoot a lot of threes. That's all I care about. He does shoot a lot a of game, threes.
0: Yeah. Well, they have enough guys that can shoot threes.
2: On the team. So hang on a second, Jack. You like when players shoot threes, and you also hate when players shoot threes. That's correct? not true. Who
1: do I like that shoots threes?
2: Well, uh, I mean, Murray shoots threes.
1: Kind I'll of. Tell you. He, he does it all. That's the thing I like about him. Okay, he okay, always fine. goes to the basket first. Inside-out game. That's important.
2: Okay, that's fine. Um, Chase, are you in on the Jabari uh, the Jabari, Jabari Smith hype train?
0: Well, the Auburn I, player. Oh, am I in on him? Like, do I like him? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Auburn a lot. I think they're a fun team. And I don't think people are talking enough about them in the SEC. I think that's a team that could probably win the SEC.
1: Well, I, I believe a lot of the silence was because they were expecting a more of a postseason show, a postseason band from the NCAA. Um, but Bruce Pearl does it again and escapes with, with wrist slaps. So,
0: it, him think, and Will Wade, escape artists.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they make their legal teams strong ass offers. Um, that's a well Wade reference. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, Jabari Smith is what the number one overall pick projected by a few people right now, which is crazy to me.
0: People, yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bancaro looks like that's kind of going to be what he looks like just f- for a while. He's really good, but mm-hmm. you you, like the you like the unrefined player because NBA teams always think that they can turn that into something more.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so like it, it's like uh, it, Bancaro is what he is. He's just going to be really good at what,
0: at what he is. Well, and he also looks like he can't play big minutes. Like,
1: could, could he play?
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, true. He
2: keeps cramping up every time. I was about game. to say,
1: isn't he, doesn't he lose like pounds at a game? Yeah. yeah. Isn't he like losing weight? Like, s-
2: yeah, that's I saw it's like 10 pounds a game. That's insane.
1: Yeah. He, he actually reminds me, and this is going to be so mean to him, but a little bit of uh, Jabari Parker. Same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I was just like, that guy's kind of yeah. done. He's kind of who he is. Right. Similar yeah, I think that's They're, a.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he would he would want to be Carmelo Anthony, but it's probably more likely Jabari Parker. But Parker was good before he tore his ACL twice. Uh yeah. I mean he was fun in college for sure. No, he was good in the NBA, and then he tore his ACL twice. Like okay. actually. I believe he. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Like Michael Beasley. <laughs> um okay. okay. Can we get can we get to the meat of the conversation, Sam? Yeah, go ahead. Beautiful. Okay. Feel free to also be involved. This is very fun. Um, okay. Everyone, this is the timestamp you want on the podcast. We're talking about the the early signing day national signing day class that the Colorado Buffaloes pulled in. Um, and it's, it's December 15th. There's still some spots left to fill, but this is going to be the meat of what CU looks like uh, in the future. This is a 2022 class for the most part. Um, so CU, I believe, ended up with 17 signees today. It might be 18. But I think it's
0: 18, 18. 18?
1: Okay, yeah. Um, and they were, I, I believe they still finished in the, uh, my total points are sixth in the pack, I believe, in recruiting. Yeah, that's
2: 47th nationally, sixth, sixth in the pack twelve.
0: Yeah, and even, that's on twenty four seven sports, which is the better one to reference. The I'm best highest there, but I think yes. rivals is a little bit higher. I think they're more like fourth in the pack there.
1: Oh wow! Okay. Oh, How weird. Why? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they 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 finished about the middle of the conference. If you look at average recruiting rank, they kind of finished in the the Washington State Oregon State pack. There's like a big group down there. Arizona State's with there as well of, of average recruiting ranking. Um, because for me, once you get to the 85 and eighty sixes, like all three stars, are, I don't know, you're not going to get that much of a difference between, um, some of those three stars. Um, so they're kind of in that middle pack to me, uh, in terms of average recruiting ranking and, uh, yeah, they, they signed people from a few different States. We got Texas heavily represented California. Um, similarly, so Colorado, i got a few players and then three players from Georgia, which is an interesting spot. Um, but before I go any further on the overall numbers, Chase, I want to hear your overall just thoughts on this group that, that see you brought in today.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about this class. Um, I know there's a lot of people that want more offensive linemen and defensive linemen, which is a very viable, like you should be complaining about that. But if we look at that outside of the trenches, I think this is a pretty solid class. (laughs) Um, I love the wide receiver hall. I think Mm. all three of the wide receivers, um, are going to be pretty good contributors. We talk about, about that a lot in these recruiting classes as of late, especially with Coach Chev. But I think this class, this these wide receivers seem a little bit different. Um, they got a great quarterback, Owen McCown. I think he's mm. one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the Pac-12 in terms of the ones that have signed already this year. So um, I think overall this class is pretty solid. Uh, I I'm I don't have too many complaints. I just think you got to get offensive and defensive linemen, especially defensive linemen. I think they had. One D-line commit, and he's 230 pounds right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not going to cut it. But in the day and age of the transfer portal, it might be better to go out and, and get your linemen already developed, already at closer to 300 pounds, and not worry about bringing in so many freshmen offensive and
2: defense. Yeah. um Chase Howell, are you concerned about Chase Howell, the receiver?
0: No, I love it. Well, what would I be <laughs> concerned about if he does bad? Would that look bad on me?
2: Well, if everyone's saying this – like, like, oh, I'm really excited about Chase Owl. Chase you're like, oh, that's cute.
0: <laughs> no, the more times my name gets mentioned, the better. I'm that's just going to be a little bit worried if people uh, start tweeting me once he's dropping passes or
2: something. <laughs> oh, Better um, than him tweeting at you after he drops passes, which is what happened with us
0: and Devin Ross. But- oh, I forgot
1: about that. <laughs> <laughs> we like Devin. We still like Devin.
0: Yeah, I like them. We used to make a lot of fun of Shea Fields dropping passes.
1: I to... uh, I, I only made fun you of Shea Fields would? for his uh, for his basketball playing it direct. That's that's the only thing I made fun of Shea Fields for. That dude never mm-hmm. met a backboard he didn't want to hit as hard as possible. Um, you're gonna make fun of one of these players uh,
2: who I've played against a pick up Grant Page, the Boulder kid. Yes, uh, a, a late flip from Nebraska.
0: Nebraska.
2: Yes, a late flip from uh, Nebraska. I thought he was gonna go there, but. Uh, He's, he's not that good at basketball. I don't think he, his jumper is not very pretty. Uh, he's athletic, doesn't really try that uh-huh. hard, but I don't think he has to. He's not going to get into like a CSU quarterback situation where he tears his ACL on the basketball court. Colin Hill. That's a good thing. That's
0: a good thing. We don't have to worry yeah, about that's a good thing. him spending his offseason with Tad Moyle in the basketball court. Uh,
1: great transition, Sam. That, that was one of the few signing day changes, surprises that we saw with this class. Uh, Grant Page was a late flip from Nebraska. He's committed there for a long time. Um, we love to see uh, anyone not spending their their four college years in Lincoln. So even better, they got to stay home. Um, And on the other side, one of my favorite prospects, Kenny Soares, unfortunately uh, got a late offer from Northwestern, uh, got decommitted from CU and signed with Northwestern. I think he's going to be pretty good. He's a versatile athlete from Connecticut. Uh, Would have been a pretty nice linebacker prospect. Um, but you know, overall that kind of leads into my, my thoughts. I think this class reflects a lot of the head coach that recruited them. They're kind of understated. They were super solid the whole time. I'm shocked the, the amount of movement that didn't happen. We saw one, one flip, one decommitment, but the dudes that we saw in like June are the same guys we saw now. Um, and that is Something that is, does not happen that often, we usually see commit uh, movement a lot, um, uh, and we saw that before with, with prior coaches, but this class seems to mirror its head coach, it's kind of understated, um, hopefully underestimated, um, and, and, and really solid uh, for, for who they are. So, I don't know, I, I like Chase mentioned, I kind of like the backbone of it, I think it's a lot of players that um, are, are definitely a step above what we're seeing in, in, with some McIntyre recruiting classes. Um, I unfortunately think it's going to be partially defined by a lot of the swings that missed at the top. Um, just today you saw guys like Jaden Knott and um, the edge rusher out of uh, the East coast. I'm forgetting his name right now. It's Samuel.
0: Oakenwola? I don't yeah, think. Okay. I know. Yeah, Oakland, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, both guys that visited CU late seemed that CU was either the favorite or in the running for, um, and then just went the other way. Um, and there's a lot of guys like that in this class um, so while I think what's there is is solid and you can kind of build on it, I, it's unfortunate that I think a lot of what I'm going to remember is like, remember when Carlton Madden was committed for a while um, and he ends up signing with Georgia and he's a high four-star or, you know, Justice Finkley, CU you you connections constantly, high four-star defensive end ends up signing with Texas after visiting CU. Um, there's just people like that where it seemed like we just couldn't close, CU so couldn't close on – the higher the higher ranked prospects, so you, you kind of remember that more than the, the fact that they kept almost everyone committed for nine months, which is which is pretty rare in this day and age. Um, I don't know it's it's a weird duality thing, but uh, overall, I think I like a lot of the players in this class. You mentioned Chase Sowell so well, everyone you going to call it, uh, late pickup. We're going, we're going
0: with Sowell, but I think it's Soul. <laughs> okay. I like how it sound like my last name.
1: Okay, yeah, Chase Sowell. Uh, there you go. He was a multi sport athlete, who looked like to be a baseball player, late pickup from Texas. And he's the type of water you we like to see late, just a huge guy that can run pretty fast and high points the ball really well. Um, that's kind of fun. Um, and and we've we've mentioned that they signed 18 today. I think there's a few that are expected to sign in, in February as well, um, that, that haven't finished up yet. That should provide. Some extra oomph, especially on the name side. I mean, a guy named Bowser coming in is going to be pretty fun.
2: Oh, Um, can I read a tweet to summarize this class? Yes. This is a deep class with no real question marks. I like that a lot of them don't have any academic or leadership worries. Even if they don't end up producing on the field, they will be good students at CU. (laughs) I said that that sounds Uh, like it's a bad recruiting class
1: well (laughs) what i wanted to say i didn't say it right is basically that's part of what i'm trying to say is it reflects the head coach we may not have gotten good football players (laughs) yeah yeah for real that's what it sounds like i understand and i maybe i should have deleted it but it was a it was a hectic morning um what i was trying to say is carl Durrell is reflecting this class in that way as well i think it's a lot of guys that are like ivy league offers service academy offers as well as some power five offers in there um and they're going to be like for example xavier smith is another late guy that joined the class and that's a guy who graduated high school early has two associates degrees or has basically a lot of his college classes done already 4.0 student in high school but quarterback runs track like a lot of guys that are just involved in things past playing football pretty well and i think that's something that Carl Durrell values, and you're seeing that reflected in this recruiting class. We might not value it as fans, but that's something that you're seeing with these players. So that's
0: what The, the way you worded it made it sound like it's <laughs> an excuse, but I, I do think you have a point, and it, and it's kind of just a culture thing, and Carl Durrell talks about it all the time, but he's trying to build that sort of culture, and w- when you're looking at what type of program CU wants to be, to be able to compete with some of the top, like, you're never going to get the top talent. But if you can build the right culture, if you can become a, a culture like a, I don't know, Wisconsin, Iowa, I don't know why those come to mind. But Kansas um, State, the, the types of teams that CU could compete with, recruiting Kansas State's a great one. Um, I think you got to be able to build the culture, and one of the things you got to do there is finding the right guys. And I think um, Darrell definitely does a good job of finding the right guys.
1: Yeah, I think the easiest thing we want to say is we, we should want to be maybe not exactly in play style, but Utah is an example who built culture first over, over talent. Um, they're seeing the talent now, given that they're winning a bunch of games. But, you know, for a long time, Kyle Whittingham didn't really care about anything other than is this guy going to play as aggressive and physical as possible if, yes, I want him on my team. Um, and if you can set that expectation and then the talent comes after that, I think it's a good template moving forward. Maybe we're not going for the most aggressive, tough dudes like Utah, but if we can identify who we want the most first, um, then the guys that are also talented will come after the wins. You, you need culture. I think a lot of things that we're seeing here in college football are reflecting that as well, um, especially when people can transfer whenever they want. If if there's a expectation set early, you're going to see less transfers year in and year out, I think.
0: Yeah. It's really the only template too. You you can't just go out and get a bunch of talent unless you had like, Billion dollar donors, which CU doesn't have. Texas,
1: um, but they went five and seven this year, so it goes to show. Um, let's get into a little bit more of you know fun superlatives. Who we like? Um, let's let's just pick our favorite recruit. Say, I want to know how much. If you want to go, what? Let's start with you, I guess. Who's your favorite recruit in this class?
2: That was condescending. Yeah, um, I'm going with Victor Venn because it feels nice. like he committed four years ago. <laughs> And I know his name.
1: Yes, Victor Venn. Uh, they, That's it. That's Darian all Hagen told a story about his recruitment on the live stream today, <laughs> if anyone else caught that. Did, did anyone else catch that story? Nope. Darian Hagen oh, mentioned... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he, he was mentioned... Was it a that, joke, though, or I couldn't tell that. I couldn't tell either, but he was, he was basically saying he was trying to update his Twitter bio, and he added a flag It looked like the American flag. He thought it was the American flag, and it turned out to be the Liberian flag. Um... Victor Venn's dad calls him, according to Darian Hagen's joke or story, the next day, and it was like, we're ready to commit. Um, you know, <laughs> we have Liberian roots as well. And he was like, what, what city are you from? And Darian Hagen said, whatever city you're from. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> um, obviously, that's cleared up. But, yeah, that was that was a story of how they got Victor Venn on board so early, Sam. Uh, I
0: never <laughs> – Take Darian Hagen seriously. Yeah, yeah. he's making he's a, a lot of jokes. Up there. Always joking.
1: Um, yeah, I I love Victor Van as well. Have you, Have you had a chance to watch any of his tape, Sam? He he looks kind of like uh I don't know a little bit Mousardish out there. I think.
2: Yeah, I think I watched them sometime. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know a, a while ago. Yeah, I don't know. You trust any like, backs. I was like, wow, this guy looks better than Patrick Carr.
1: <laughs> oh, right. that's that's, that's a all I have
2: I only have deep cut references and that's all I can con- contribute.
1: That's all we need. Thank you. Patrick Carr, Tro- Troy Walters brought him in at the last second. That was a Troy Walters recruit. Um, Chase, your your favorite recruit in this class.
0: Uh, by personality, by name, by talent. You gotta give me your a... let's who go. Who has the most who has
2: the most, dri- who has the most drip?
0: <laughs> that's, oh it's uh, uh yeah, isn't it Keyshawn Mills? He has the glasses in Yeah, the, It's in gotta the, be
1: Keyshawn Mills. Photo. Yeah, and he has he in his in his like announcer video where he announced who he was, he had his dreads completely covering his eyes. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> and he's a cornerback of corners. All the corners kind of have some.
1: Yeah. I think Demetrius Martin's putting some value on that.
0: Yeah, he he even said it. I think in the uh, signing day video, he loves swag as a bonus. I
1: think. Uh, let us go by oh. uh let, let's go by tape or um yeah like player. You, who's your favorite player to watch? I should say in this recruiting class. How about that? Um,
0: I really like Aubrey Smith, and he comes from the same mm. high school as Victor Vent. So maybe we're biased towards that high school, but they won three state championships there in Georgia, and Aubrey Smith is just he just looks like a pure linebacker. Um, he's going to be able to make plays in space. He can stop a mm-hmm. run. Uh, he looks pretty good in coverage. It's hard to grade a high school linebacker in coverage until they actually get to the college <laughs> level. But um, And you look at his offer list, which CU fans love doing that. They always like comparing off offer list. And maybe some of his offers weren't, weren't committable once he committed to CU, but still there's Alabama and Auburn and a lot of the big um, SEC schools on his offer list. So you just got to love a lot of things about Aubrey Smith, and I think he'll be the biggest contributor for that team.
1: Yeah, definitely going to play right away. Especially, I think on special teams, especially. Um, yeah, he's Mark Smith, who recruited him, described him as the modern linebacker. He's like everything you want in a modern linebacker, um, and I, I, I can see some of that. So, good, good pick. Um, I think for my money, I don't know. Sam knows this. I love tight ends, and I love the type of tight ends that Zach Courtney is. Um, I love Brady Russell as a tight end, but he's he's a little bit smaller. Um, Zach Courtney is just one of those guys where it's like, how does how anyone look like you? He's like 6'7, 240, and, and just you know, super long strides from a tiny town in Texas and named Post. Um, and you know, played every sport, every position in every sport for his uh, for his high school. So he just seems like one of those guys where you get him on campus, you make him specialize in tight ends, you get him with Shannon Turley in the weight room, who happened to develop like a million NFL tight ends at Stanford, and you just let him become the giant uh, receiver that he was meant to be. So I don't know. I I like, I like tight ends with that huge profile, and I'm glad that we have him and Caleb Fourier and uh, Eric Olson all in that room on, uh, on the up and up. Those three guys that are gigantic um, and, and can move. Fun
2: fact is, uh, the movie Hell or High Water, the climax of the movie was in post Texas.
1: That is a fun fact, I love that movie, Taylor Sheridan.
0: Where's post Texas in the middle of it's,
1: it's West uh, Texas.
2: between Abilene and Lubbock. So, oh, okay, so yeah,
0: literally,
1: middle. yeah, middle. <laughs> in between no and where is the <laughs> saying, yeah. <laughs> um so i don't know i i I like uh i like dudes who are just huge and can move uh and that's that courtney so
0: he was going to be my favorite underrated recruit
1: yeah well and uh, i don't know that's that's actually i think quite a bit of this this uh recruiting class i don't know if underrated is the right word but because a lot of them shut down their recruitments pretty early i don't some of their offer lists to me aren't as developed as they could be um, just because they weren't reported or recruited after after they they shut it down. Um, I know Owen McCown was. There was interest from a lot of people past Virginia Tech after his senior year, um, where it feels like he outscored the CU offense. Um, like every game he played, <laughs> he scored more touchdowns than CU did all year. Not hard um, to do. Yeah, not hard to do. Um, um, but,
2: go ahead. This this guy uh, Zach Courtney has a full mullet. Shaved on the sides with the bangs on the front. He
0: Beautiful. looks like he's from the middle of nowhere in
1: Texas. <laughs> yeah, he does. Beautiful. That's even better. I'm, I'm even more confident in my pick. Where's um, Trevor Woods from? Trevor Woods is from Texas. He's from, I believe, the Dallas area.
0: Yeah. I was say. He was my he's favorite group from last class. We, a, yes, I'm we
1: agreed good. on that. That was, yes. We both love Trevor Woods. We were both proven correct.
0: Yeah, that, that one seems easy now.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, um, underrated recruit. If you go with Zach, Courtney, Sam, do you have a do you have a name un- for underrated recruit ready? I can go if you don't.
2: Um, gonna pick one out of the hat. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I don't
0: take Okie. Yeah, I was gonna. Someone take has to. Yes, yeah,
2: I'll, I'll take Okie. Salivea. Yes. From, a legacy. Well, He's a legacy is recruit. AAS? Is that Alaska?
1: No, it's American Samoa.
2: Oh, American Samoa. Sorry, I don't know what that. I've never seen that before.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, who is he? The legacy of Oakland Salovea, who was one of Sal and Nessie's good friends when they played together,
0: like best of friends. Yes, they, they came to see you together.
1: Yeah, well, that's and, cool. Okay, yeah, I, I like I like Oki a lot just because he get, it it's a dude who's like he's a football player. Pick him up and figure out where he goes later. You know, he played quarterback. At, in high school, I doubt that happens in college, but he's just a gigantic athlete that, that likes to hit people. And I don't know. I like a lot of those. Give me as much of those as possible.
0: I don't know. You bring in a Brendan Marion that likes to run mm. his quarterback. And, and Oki might oh. pretty well.
1: <laughs> I like this. No, I don't like benching Brendan Lewis, though. I'm a pro Brendan Lewis guy. Um, I mean, but we oh, suddenly...
0: yeah, it, it would be Brendan Lewis as a running quarterback first.
2: <laughs> so hang, on, hang on a second. Two okay. quarterback, two quarterback dual option.
0: Uh huh. Yes. Now we're talking.
2: This is this was my playbook in both... NFL Street. <laughs> yes, of course. where they? Well, like the 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 Brandon Marion set, where it's like two running backs and one backfield with the quarterback, and then yes. two, one of them can be a quarterback.
0: Yeah, you can go and two quarterbacks, one to running
1: back, or one quarterback, two running backs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I agree, and they're both dual threats, so it works.
1: Maybe, maybe that's uh, maybe that was the plan all along. Uh, anyway. like, okay, good pick, Sam.
0: <laughs> I uh, looks like a guy that can contribute on special teams if, if nothing.
1: And I, um, same thing, huge call to get. He's going to be super fun to is, be around. Is Travis Gray good? What a question.
0: Um, hm Yeah, I, I, I like good. I've been following Travis Gray for a little while because, um, I even, it was probably before I even joined Sports Illustrated, but I did a big interview with him, um, at Sports Illustrated and talked to his dad and all that. And it probably took you about a year and a half after that for CU to even offer him. Um, I think his size is prototypical like NFL tackle size. Um, and if he's willing to be coached up, which it sounds like he is, and um, he's been working with Matt McChesney, I think, uh, Coach Rod's biggest worry with him was he wasn't, like, aggressive enough. He didn't have that, that mm. nasty to him, which is something that you typically can't teach. But we'll, we'll see um, if he's able to kind of build that. But I, I do like Travis Gray. I think that's a body that you can definitely develop and turn into a really good tackle. Yeah, He's athletic I, enough for sure.
1: Good way to put it. Yeah, he's, he's just gigantic. Um, yeah, I, I remember some concerns just about, like, his his – I don't know if foot speed is the right word, but could he play tackle in college? Maybe. I don't know. There are some concerns there, but I think he's really, I think his senior year is a really good step forward. And like you mentioned, he's been working with McKenzie for a while, which is always a great head start. And I believe he's early enrolling. I'm not positive on that. Um, I think
0: he is. I think he was.
1: But that's another great feather in the cap getting to college as early as possible, getting the weight room. And uh, let's see what he looks like. My pick, underrated recruit?
0: His dad was on the 1990 national championship teams.
1: Another legacy. Um, My pick for most underrated recruit is probably, and I don't know, once again, underrated. Who knows? That's a lot of these guys. But uh, it's probably going to be Caden Ludwig uh, out of Oregon, out of Clackamas, Oregon, if you know where that is, Sam. I have no idea. I don't, but I'm going to find out. Yeah, he, uh, he didn't have that many. He had Wazoo sniffing around. He had an offer from Wazoo before he committed to CU. Um, and, and Oregon was looking at him, as was Boise State and Oregon State. Um, but the guy just performed at a really high level in Oregon. And Oregon high school football isn't the you know toughest competition. But he won Player of the Year, I believe two years in a row, his junior and senior year. At his level, and uh, he's just a gigantic athlete. He's six five. He's like 250, 240 or whatever. He'll be a nice edge player. Um, and he—he's uh, one of those guys where he's—he kind of like Jared Allen, where it's like weird strength. It doesn't look like he's going to be that strong, but he actually is that strong. You know. Um, I don't know. I think he's a really good pickup uh, that could do a lot of things that we're asking like a Terrence Lang to do, where he can set the edge if you need to, or he can—he can rush the passer.
0: Yeah, but. That's kind of what I wanted to say. Is he was recruited as an outside linebacker, but he kind of has the size, I think, to be more of a down lineman. And, and CU went to a lot more four three this year um, yeah. than the years past with Chris Wilson. So I think he's probably going to be more of a down lineman, edge rusher.
2: Uh, Clackamas is uh, south of Portland, a little bit, like just outside the suburbs.
0: There you
1: go. So country boy, fun name. Uh... I'm trying to think. I think the last thing I want to talk about is is something I mentioned before. What's the uh, what's the biggest swing and a miss? What's the Who's the recruit you're going to miss the most out of this recruiting class? Um, the guy who came and visited CU or um, was interested in CU and we couldn't end up closing the deal. I'll start with you, Chase, if you're ready. I can also go if you're not. I'm not going to have one.
0: Ready? Though, yeah. uh, okay. Well, the biggest one's Justice Finkley, right? I, yeah. I guess we have to mention him. I have a couple names that are um, a little bit further down the list. But Justice Finkley, obviously. He had Alabama, Texas, and CU as his And he said he grew up a, a CU fan. Like how often awesome What? A high four star that grew I- up a <laughs> CU fan.
2: Yeah, especially at that time.
1: <laughs> we we know it. <laughs> I can't I can't do this. <laughs> well yeah, basically the, the story goes, I believe, that his mom either went to CU. I believe, or, or I'm trying to remember, but they watched a lot of Alfred Williams, canavis McGee, and just like fell in love with the program after watching Alfred Williams. So like, Justice Finkley's like player comp who he wants to be, he mentioned was Alfred Williams. Like that's like as like a whole thing, and like, I think Alfred Williams talked to him when he was out here on a visit. Um, but yeah, he ended up choosing Texas. Okay, so he's a fan of the '90s buffs. That's good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely was a fan of the mid-2000s. But. Yeah, where
1: he just came out <laughs> and just like, George Hippolyte, that's my guy, Rabbit Goldfish. Wait,
0: hang on a second. He is <laughs> way
2: too young to even know who George Hippolyte is.
1: <laughs> I, I, okay. Give he was
0: watching probably Nick... too young to know who Alfred Williams is. <laughs> Judah Parker, here we go. Okay, Judah fair. Parker Yes, fan.
2: thank you. That's. I was looking for a deep cut defensive end. I couldn't think of any besides Chidera.
1: How about the new defensive thank line you. coach for FIU, George Frazier, huh? How about that? A little George Fraser. He yeah. got
2: promoted? Oh, we didn't even talk about Mike McIntyre going to
1: coach there. Yeah. Jay McIntyre oh, yeah. is a wide receivers coach, and George Fraser is a defensive line coach. Who's the quarterback's coach? I don't know. It's not Cody, If you, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I was wondering.
0: <laughs> Please hire Cody
1: Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Finkley was, uh, that was a tough one because I think a lot of the fan base also felt pretty good about it. Cause yeah, they were pretty publicly pro CU a lot of the process. Um, and it wasn't, I feel like it'd be easier to swallow if you went to Alabama. Cause you're like, of course, you know, you're from, he's plays in Alabama right now. They're national champions, Nick Saban, of course, but Texas, it makes it harder because they're not winning that many games either. So tough one for sure. Tough bill to swallow. Um, yeah, one of mine, I think the, the one that got away, one of the few is just here at the end, I've really fell in love with Jaden Knott's game at running back. Um, and I, I, thought CU had a better shot with all this coaching turmoil at Oregon. It looked like it was an Oregon CU thing after he backed off of his, his Cal commitment. Um, he ended up recommitting to Cal today, but I don't know. I, I, I thought CU was relatively quiet in the state of California with this class. Um, and Jaden Knott would be a four-star in California. Um, Darian Hagan would have pulled in two amazing running backs this cycle. Would have been great to see, I think, for a lot of different reasons. And just watching him, he's a bit of a bigger back, can really run um, different profile than what we have on, on the current running back room. Um, and I don't know, it it, was just, it would have been a really nice finish to top the class off. I think we would have been feeling a lot better about this class if we ended up with a Jaden Knott's uh, commitment at the end of today. Uh, but it didn't happen. And it's it, losing it to Cal, who was not good this year, and by all accounts, was, it's, it's kind of a mess right now, um, at least offensively, for sure. It, it just, it was not a good feeling to watch that, uh, to watch that commitment announcement.
0: They still have a chance to pull off uh, another running back, or they're still in the mix um, with a couple other running backs Andrew Paul, I think, is the big one who's actually yes. between Michigan State and
1: Colorado. I think sounds like the top two in the mix oh, right now. dramatic. Yes, with a with a Clemson appearance possibly, depending on on how some things shake out. Um, yeah, he uh he's also fun. A very fun fact about Andrew Paul is he scored eleven rushing touchdowns in three playoff games. Uh, in Texas, so
0: much for like six hundred yards in, in those three, right? Or, oh, damn. yeah, something like
1: that.
2: Do um, we... I, go ahead? Do we know who is leaving, not to completely switch gears, but do we know no. who is leaving the CU football program for next year?
0: <laughs> funny,
1: funny, funny you mentioned that. Uh, Brian Howell tweeted out a list that included Chance Lytle as, as listed as moving on, and Chance Lytle replied to the tweet that said, Oh, news to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we don't. <laughs> I guess we don't know. Um, we know who's graduating. We know Nate Lamon grad- is, is moving on. We know that Carson Wells is graduating. Um and moving on, we know that oh geez. Uh I believe Mustafa Johnson has exhausted his eligibility. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think he's probably done. Um and Brady I I think Brady Russell has a choice to I think he still has one year left. Was was
2: undrafted oh. free agent to come back? To- I we lost you there. What did you say? Well- mustafa johnson the first undrafted free agent to come back to college football
1: as far as i know
0: it, it happened once before not not even too long ago a couple of years ago i remember reading about it when it when the whole thing went down it was like a punter wasn't it ASU's oh. punter is that right oh okay. uh michael okay. turk that sounds right
1: michael turk fam- yeah he, he left arizona state because he was required to be vaccinated for COVID, I believe, went to Oklahoma and punted for a year. Or who no, knows? pro withdrew from, yes, uh, yes, Chase, you are correct. Yeah. Man. Uh, we also know Max Ray is medically retiring, the offensive tackle transfer from Ohio State. Um, I'm trying to think of other names. Jared Poplowski already medically retired. Um
0: or out of eligibility. I don't know if you said that one. Card
1: cutch. No, I did not. Kari Kutch, yes, graduated.
2: Uh Damn. Michael Turk had a better had a he ran a
1: 4840. Pretty solid. <laughs> pretty solid. <laughs> Good um, we will see more attrition in the coming days just because CU's pretty have, pretty over the scholarship limit of 85. Um, and I believe they still they're looking at as Chase mentioned, a lot of linemen in the transfer portal. So we're gonna see a lot of shuffling um, of the deck there sam but it is it's a smaller senior class departing than we are bringing recruits in um, mm-hmm. so we're going to see a lot of transfers out as that as that progresses i don't know all in all it's yeah it was, just, it was kind of an uneventful day for cu uh for, for good and for bad and um I, that seems part for the course for carl Durrell is relatively uneventful <laughs>
2: well, at least i'll do well in the classroom jack
0: this is like my sixth signing day of like really being involved with CU. And it was such a typical normal signing day. There was like some good news right in the morning. And then all the announcements in the afternoon were pure
1: disappointment. <laughs> so let me, this is going to be fun for me. I have a few of these, these memories. Uh, what's everyone's favorite signing day, like memory or surprise that that happened for, for CU in the past however many years we've, we've been fans? Slash reporters. Most- well,
0: I have one, but um, it was so Jason Harris, yeah, um, didn't actually announce on the day of signing day, but I had gotten word from CU that he had signed,
2: yeah,
0: of intent, so I was pretty stoked about that when it happened.
2: I don't follow signing day, but um. I remember being a kid and being like, oh, see, so you got Daryl Scott. That's cool.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. all I got. Darian Hagen again on that one. Uh, yeah, there's two that stick out to me, and it's kind of – I don't know about sad looking back, but there's one I remember. This was in 2016. Chivarini was hired before signing day um, after that, and we, I believe DeJuan Winfrey, Winfrey flipped from Pittsburgh to CU right after DeJuan Shiverini was hired. Um, and that was announced on signing day as a, as a flip, and that was really before so, Mike. Go ahead. He he was going to go from
2: Pittsburgh Community College to Pittsburgh University. Uh, was Wait, it, did I, he go to Pittsburgh?
1: And I think oh. it was Coffeyville. Oh no, you're right. I'm um, so sorry. But yes, he was going to go to Pittsburgh University from from junior college, and I think I think Shiverini got him to, to flip in like his two weeks before oh. he was. Signing day, um, and that was fun. And the other one, and these are both McIntyre era, which is kind of sad. But these are the other one was when Bo Bichette committed over Stanford oh, yeah. and Cal. I thought that was big because I was like McIntyre's first real. We beat other Power Five teams for this. For this <laughs> recruit um, did not work out. <laughs> did not work out. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's another, and it's very similar to Jaron Manningham actually, but uh, they beat other Power 5 teams, but I don't know how many other Power 5 teams wanted them at running back.
1: Yeah, yeah, and oh. I remember, yeah, when Tucker first got hired, Marvin Hamm was a flip that happened pretty quick from Boston College. He flipped over to CU. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. Um, yeah, Jason Harris is a big one. I do remember that. That was, I, I don't remember, I just remember that was the big, the best edge rushing recruit the CU's had in my long time. Um, and he never saw the field. <laughs> he didn't play this year either for Arizona. No, I don't think he did. Was Alfano on signing day as well, Antonio Alfano? Was that announced on signing day?
0: I don't think so. I think that I was either. in, in like, January.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was also fun for a little bit.
0: But those are always fun. It just seems like we're <laughs> far between for Cigarh.
1: Today was great.
0: Grant Page is awesome. To get a guy from Nebraska, yeah. especially a hometown guy, especially Denver Media had been talking all week about how CU doesn't recruit in-state. They're letting yeah. a dude in their own town go go to Nebraska, and then to flip him on signing day is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Um, Do you guys want to take a stroll down the top 20 all-time commits for CU? Because it's not very fun. <laughs>
1: Well, with a sales job like that, why not, Sam? Let's go ahead.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not going to do this one after another, but when it's Daryl Scott and Marcus Houston, top two. Wow. And then uh, we got Yuri Wright on here, Lynn Katoa. Wow. Uh, shout out to my guy, John Major, who I thought would be amazing. He was good. Jake I like Moretti. John Major. I did too. He just wasn't that good. But Jake Moretti is on here, medically oh, retired. What could have been? What could have been? Uh, and then Ashad Clayton at sixteen. Is he Always really good? Yeah. Wow. Maurice Greer
1: was that high? Of a what about Paul Richardson? Is he up there at all?
2: Uh, he's twenty-one. He's twenty-one. There you go. Okay. And then twenty-two is Jason Harris. Wow. Is yeah. He it's the a, only
0: one on the entire list that
1: worked out.
2: No, I, I Nick Nick Casa worked out. Uh, Quinn Sipnewski worked out. Quinn is oh, Frank, I
1: love Sipnewski.
2: Uh Ryan Miller
0: worked yeah. out. Oh yeah, Ryan Miller for sure. Yeah.
1: Um speaking uh, of another well, very sad trip down memory lane, I, I always go back to this class because it's very fun for me. It was a gigantic class. The 2017 class after the 10 and 4 season in 2016 is so strange because there's a lot of major hits and a lot of complete misses. If we want to go down this one for me. Just, this is
2: quite
0: too.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me, uh, I'll, I'll drop. This would be my last thing I say. Um, so, number one, Jake Moretti, we all mentioned, medically retired, but that was fun. Um, Katie Nixon, I would say overall. Miss. Miss. Okay. I don't know. He was productive. He's solid. He wasn't the
0: uh, best wide receiver on, in this class.
1: No. Yeah. No. Uh, Grant Pauly, a f- offensive tackle from Texas. I remember big him. Purpose. Big miss. Uh, Kanan Ray, still playing. Still doing okay? I, I believe so. He played some for CU last year.
0: He, yeah, he played some. Oh, I don't well. understand why he wasn't more involved.
1: It's a huge class. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, John Van Dies, Jonathan Van Dies. We love the guy. Has never really made the impact we wanted him to. <clears throat> uh, LaVis- LaVisca Chenault. How do we feel about him? Pretty good. Uh, lukewarm. <laughs> Warm. need to see more. We need to see more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Visca Chanel, a great one Terrence Lang right after that another huge hit
0: that's another one that was fun on signing day actually yes Ling yeah, came in on signing day
1: yes he was, he, USC. USC processed him they, they gave him a blue shirt said you can wait a year um, and we did not make him do that and, and it worked out um, Tyler Lytle miss
0: yep okay
1: Nate Landman
0: that one worked out pretty
1: well all-timer
2: uh, uh, go ahead. Isaiah Lewis, two star recruit who hit.
1: Uh, I'm, oh, oh, I'm getting there.
2: Oh, oh, I didn't know we were going chronologically. Yeah, I'm going star rating. Sorry. Oh, list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Did uh, you get to Dante Sparaco yet? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Jared Poplowski, that's a miss, unfortunately. Uh, Jacob Callier, hero, national hero. What do we think?
0: It felt good for a little bit. Yeah. I didn't feel yeah. About him for two years. Did, Mel just, some not, hype. did Mel just not I, like him?
1: Well, I, oh. I think that's part of it. I, you know, I, the thing I love him for is he made a perfectly legal football play against Adrian Martinez, and uh, he got death threats from Nebraska fans for that. So, you know, perfectly that's legal. why I like Jacob Cagallier.
0: But what happened to him? Did he?
1: I, he transferred. I don't know where he went. He, uh, he might be out of f- football. His
0: freshman year, though, like you, you were like, holy cow, this dude can rush the ball.
1: Yeah. He was solid from the be- very beginning. He didn't, yeah, he didn't need to do a lot of uh, development. Um, He's always a bit of a tweener, though, a little small, little at least sidewise or height wise. Uh, Chris Miller Slaughter, how do we feel about him?
0: Unfortunately, that didn't, one didn't work out,
1: but great. Mm-hmm.
2: Sam? Oh, sorry. I looked up Jacob Callier and he found one of my old articles. So, Nice. Click that. Give it a little page view. <laughs> uh, Maurice
1: Bell. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that's worked out. Isn't he injured? Yes. I unfortunately it's a miss. I love Maurice Bell though. I love his game still. Javier Edwards. Oh, oh big huge big, hit. Big hit. Smashing <laughs> success. Uh that was another fun signing day one. That came out of nowhere from what oh I my remember. God.
2: I know you're gonna get to it. But Javier Edwards and Jalen saw me in one class. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And Casey Roddick. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Big, big
1: boys. <laughs> uh, Alex Fontenot. Huge hit, right? We all like him? Yes. Okay. I can't tell. Chase, Chase has, no, he has no opinions. Wrap it up, Jack. Uh, I, was, I was
0: looking at something.
1: All right. Let's, do, uh, <laughs> let's just do some of the more uh, notable members of this class, then. Will Sherman, be great, okay, excellent. Jalen Jackson,
0: um, I don't remember who. Still that up is. in the air, <laughs> but hey, he's he was all Pac-12 special teams too.
1: That's is right. That, is that the receiver?
0: hmm So I'd say okay. that one's okay, especially yeah.
1: where he is on this list. Adam mentioned, or Sam mentioned Isaiah Lewis, uh, Carson Wells down here at the bottom. Worked out great. Yep. <laughs> Chris Malumba also down here at the bottom, black belt in jujitsu. We love Chris Malumba, uh,
2: and as, I think and he uh, would probably, if you had like a Survivor fight with all of the CU players for like the past twenty five years, Chris Malumba probably taking that. Maybe Stefan Nemba is my pick, but yeah, maybe. I think Chris Malumba has what like forty pounds less on Nemba, and also like a black belt in jujitsu. <laughs> All right,
1: Why, uh, uh, who's, the CU player, getting... who's the CU player as an MMA fighter now? Brendan Schaub, right? Who? Brendan Schaub, isn't that a name? Right. Um, wasn't Michael Westbrook
2: a boxer? Yes,
1: that's a great pick.
2: Although, I'm still taking Malumbo with the head kick. It. If you're 270 pounds and can do head kicks, I'm, I'm taking you. my fighter yeah here you go yeah
1: Brendan Schab is a uh podcast host former MMA artist and stand-up comedian wow that's eclectic he played at CU There you go right now which
2: which one of these podcasters would win in a fight you oh okay (laughs) Chase (laughs) Chase, you got hands
0: I I don't know your guys' history of any (laughs) trading or anything like that so I don't want to talk
1: Man, yeah, this 2017 class was – it should have been – that should have been the super springboard, right? You just came off of a gigantic season, plenty of room to grow, and there were some big hits here, but there was a lot of guys that did not pan out. Jeez. Um, That was the last thing I had to say. So this this has been the signing day. Recap, preview, whatever you want to call it. Any final thoughts? Yeah,
2: that that next recruiting class kind of sucked.
1: Kind of sorry,
2: kind of yeah. I mean, they got Mustafa. That's good. Davion Jerick Taylor? Broussard. Yeah, Davion Mustafa and Jarek Broussard, and that's
1: and Israel Antoine. Antoine's going to get drafted this year, I think. Who? Israel Antoine. Oh,
0: that yeah, that's true. Do we are we allo- are we allowed to give CU credit for guys yes. that transfer away? And to
1: oh, I forgot about. Him. I am giving him credit. I'm giving us credit. Absolutely. Yeah. I like I like Antoine.
2: I did, too. No, it was uh, bad circumstances why he transferred. It seemed like CU wasn't giving him help he needed.
1: Well, mm-hmm. his, yes, his family loved Mike McIntyre, and Mel Tucker was a decidedly different personality. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up here?
0: There aren't even – there's like 10% of guys in the 2018 class that even played football at CU. Ugh.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, a little game I play <laughs> in my head is what would have happened if we allowed Baylor to hire, hire away Mike McIntyre after 2016? I play that game in my head a lot. Oh, who would we have gotten? I have no clue, but uh, it might have been in a better spot. We <laughs> might have been in a better spot. Who could say? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's pretty uneventful signing day. We're going to see some movement after that. Plenty of movement in the transfer portal. And as Chase has mentioned, as I've mentioned, as Sam has mentioned, offensive coordinator hire is supposed to be coming in the next week of real time. Um, so that's going to be the next exciting development. That's that's more important than any one player in this recruiting class is, is this next offensive coordinator. So
0: I don't know if I can wait any
1: longer. It's been brutal, especially – after we watched the Oregon camp be way too leaky. They hired five different head coaches, um, and we don't even get a single leak of our offensive coordinator. So it seems unfair. I,
0: I hate spending time on message boards, and I've spent way too much time on message boards since we've been looking for an OC.
1: Yeah, I, I, I look like Charlie and, and always sunny. Just have, uh, I never get wall. anything
0: out of it. I just read Sonny <laughs> complaints Nothing's happening. But I'm still looking for, like, a little bit of information.
1: Yeah, I just wanted a little crumb. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 my pitch, Sam. Anything else before we wrap up here? The,
0: the uh, best CU news. plays. Uh, hold on, I want to say one. Thing. The best news of the whole entire OCI was when someone found out that Marion had followed a couple, like Darrell and McGinnis. Yeah, and one other CU guy on Twitter. That that was the best news we got. The whole
1: yeah, time. it's um. been
2: Slim Pickens. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, CU is playing CSU Bakersfield on Saturday, mm. and then they host uh, the Kansas Jayhawks on Tuesday. Mm. Oh. Um, hopefully, they split that. I don't really care which way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a preference. I absolutely have a preference.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, how funny would it be if they like lost to CSU Bakersfield and beat Kansas?
1: I could see this team doing that. I could absolutely see this team doing that. It's all about the freshman confidence. If they're shooting well, this team could beat anyone. Hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: That would be my preference. Would that be your preference?
1: Kansas, yeah. CSU, Bakersfield lost. <laughs> Kansas win. hundred percent. Yeah, I'll I'll take that one. Just for the just for the memes of every time Kansas comes, they lose. It doesn't matter how good they are. Doesn't matter how good CU is. They just lose in Boulder. That'd be fun.
2: God, I Never hope up. we don't lose to this shitty Oregon team in Boulder this year. Yeah.
0: We'll so see. Doesn't lose, it doesn't matter how good Oregon is; they don't lose to him in bulk.
2: Yeah, but if they're shitty, that might offset. <laughs>
1: uh, we could chase the, the, uh, Go ahead. But nothing. Okay, we uh <laughs> once again you can find Chase's work over at the Action Network. He is also on there. Uh, you can you can track some of his his action, quote unquote, um, gambling. I don't know. Um what is going you got going on tonight if you have any picks but feel free to plug those and any more specific links you want people to go to.
0: I actually I didn't really like the college basketball slate tonight. I've been I'm I typically bet at least one or two college basketball games a night, but I didn't really like the slate tonight. Um I, I am getting hotter though in college basketball. I had a little cold mm-hmm. streak for a couple of weeks. I think I'm like six and two um so far this week which is good. Um that's about all I need to plug and go and read some of my stuff. Um, Subscribe at Action. It's probably the best $10, $12 that anybody could spend a month. A lot of people pay like hundreds of dollars for picks when you just pay for the Action subscription and get just as good of information, if not better. uh, We have all the models and all the different types of stuff to help you make your best bets and the greatest tracking app out there. So a lot of good reasons to uh, come join our team at the Action Network.
1: The bet sync is a lifesaver, I will say that. If you can sync your bets into the action thing, it is, oh, it makes everything easier.
0: I, I've been using it as my score app for like the last three years. I love, like, that's how I check scores. Yeah. And you can track my bets at the same time.
1: Yeah, though I don't like when I'm losing one and they give me a frowny face after a negative update.
0: Yeah, no, like, no, I already
1: know action. I already know it's frowny face. You don't have to tell me. Are, are
2: you guys doing all right in fantasy football?
1: <sighs> I I have a
0: bye week, I got
1: a two seed. I got a
2: two seed. My team's six so hey! shitty and I got a two seed.
1: Nice. I, I left the Alvin Cook so on bad. my bench last week. Isn't that fun? Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good job. All right. Well, I'm done.
1: I'm done. Chase, thank Rock, you for joining.
0: You Always uh, a pleasure. I'll join anytime you want. We can talk some college basketball because that's all I do pretty much all day long.
1: Yeah. Well, good. Okay. We're trying to get organized before the conference is our, is our main deadline. It's, is once this non-conference, quote unquote, slate ends, we want to we wanna revisit what this team looks like. So we'll be sure to have you on for that bonanza, extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. I, mean, I love it. All right. We're out of here. Buzz! Buzz! Buzz!
0: Boss <laughs> Boss.